Blog Talk Radio. Good. Welcome back, you health renaissance people. Okay, we're now starting the month of hormones. Now, this is kind of exciting because when you look at this, uh, hormones are chemical messengers, and there are a number of conditions associated with this. And in fact, we're going to talk this time about endocrine disruptors. Now, these are things that interrupt what hormones do. And once you start to find out, you're going to start to see an overall picture that most of the diseases that people are suffering from today don't really exist. That's right. It turns out that it's a disruption of communication between not just your brain and the body, but between organ-to-cell communication as well. Now, of course we know that the nervous system controls and coordinates every function of the body. And this is how you perceive the environment. And we have the automatic nervous system composed of one part that keeps you alive under stress. That's the sympathetic. The other part regenerates tissue. That's the parasympathetic. And we've gone through a number of different talks that when you find out that people with high blood pressure, high cholesterol, and high blood sugar, those aren't even diseases. And in fact, those are an adaptive response to stress. So it, it's kind of foolish. In fact, it's ridiculously foolish and ignorant to reduce someone's blood pressure or reduce someone's cholesterol or reduce someone's blood sugar without looking at the cause. Uh, now, hormones are similar. When you look at hormones, hormones are, they literally travel through the circulatory system and they control growth, metabolism, fertility, immune system. They can alter behavior. They're before birth, they actually guide development of the brain and reproductive system. And um, I'm going to show where they come because you've got hypothalamus, pineal gland, pituitary gland, thymus, thyroid, liver, stomach. I mean, all of these things are hormone-producing organs, pancreas, kidneys, ovaries, uterus, testes, adrenal glands. All of these organ systems produce chemicals, chemical messengers called hormones, and they, they communicate to other tissues and structures. Now, we're going to go over basic stuff. Okay, basic stuff, boil it down to two different types of hormones. One are water-soluble type, and they're called hydrophilic, which means that, that they flow in the, the blood very well, very well, except when they get to cells, they have to go through a receptor site because the cell actually has a lipid membrane layer or fat membrane, and these guys won't go through that. They need an actual receptor site and a channel to go into the cell. Now, the fat-soluble, or also called lipid-soluble, can actually um, they dissolve in fats, and they usually form from cholesterol. Now, when I say that, you might think, well, wait a second. What about all the medications out there to uh, alter cholesterol levels? Couldn't that alter uh, hormone production? Absolutely it can. And we're going to give you the research on that. And this, this is why you start appreciating uh, the absolute ignorance or lack of education of the standard healthcare professional when they're looking at, at just the bare minimum 
function of what uh, a body does and how its its function is. It, it's kind of like not understanding that if you pull a trigger, that hammer can come down, ignite the powder, expand gases, and propel a bullet. So if you don't understand this, you're not going to be aware that that bullet's going to leave that chamber. Uh, just like if you're not aware of the function of cholesterol, it would be absolutely insane to lower it without understanding the function. Uh, now, let's look at, I mean, very, very basic stuff. Let's just look at testosterone and estrogen. Okay, now testosterone affects the brain, bone marrow, sex organs, skin, uh, bone and muscles. Uh, let's look at estrogen. Estrogen affects the breast, the ovaries, uterus, skin, bones, liver, brain, and heart. So can you imagine, just just think that this is, I mean, beyond ignorant, because it really is, and this is what our population is suffering from. Uh, let's say you get an 18-year-old girl in there who has difficult menstrual cycles, and the arrogant but ignorant doctor gives her synthetic estrogen. Now, his intention is to prevent pregnancies and also getting extra estrogen in the system helps calm down a lot of menstrual cycles. Now, here's the challenge. Remember, estrogen affects brain, heart, breast, ovaries, uterus, skin, bone, everything. And he's given the synthetic chemical messenger in the body. Now, estrogen replacement, does that have a damaging effect on the body? Could that negatively affect um, the breast and uterus? Absolutely. And this is why we see uh, birth control pills, and we're not talking immediately, you know, 8, 10, 20 years down the road, can increase breast cancer rates, increase ovarian cancer, uterine cancer, can damage the heart and the brain. So these are not benign communicating problems. So let's look at all of endocrine disorders. I mean, when you look at this, you're talking uh, cancers, adrenal problems, Addison's disease, uh, hormone problems, hyperglycemia. So, so we're looking at type 2 diabetes, every type of different cancer. So what are endocrine disruptors? Now, endocrine disruptors are things that interrupt those hormone functions or that hormone communication or the hormone production. Now, it's interesting. These endocrine disruptors, so now, the nervous system controls and coordinates every function of the body. Chemical messengers that communicate organ to tissue cell or organ to cell are called hormones. Endocrine disruptors disrupt that hormone production or hormone communication or has, has a problem with the end target organ. Now, these are in food, personal care products, cosmetics, vaccines, pharmaceuticals, pesticides, plastic, water, soil. Now, it's tough because there's no U.S. law that addresses endocrine disruptors. I mean, there's an endocrine disruptor screening program that's currently making its way. There's, think of this, there's 87,000 chemicals um, that, that are in our system. And this is in our water supply. It's in our drugs. It's in the vaccines. And none of this stuff has been tested for safety or effect, effectiveness. So, so let's look at just simple, basic medications. Medications that alter your physiology. 
Okay, now because remember, you're competing with um, hormones because your body is self-regulating. Now, for, I just just had a question on on one of the YouTube uh, or one of my Facebook posts that said, "Oh yeah, okay, I know medications are toxic, but if I stop my my drugs, I'm going to stroke out." Well, not if you read the University of Alabama, and now they say, and this was published in Science Daily. 2015, they found out for your risk of stroke went up by a third for each blood pressure medication. So here you go. You're in as much trouble by the time you're on three medications that achieve excellent control as when you have hypertension that is untreated, which is amazing. Uh, quote, we want to raise the issue that despite great advances in pharmaceutical approach, relying solely on this approach is going to come at a dear price of people's lives. Absolutely, because, again, when you think about hormones, hormones are chemical communicators. They communicate to this, the tissue. Endocrine disruptors are in medications. They're altering that, that function of the target organ. What about cholesterol-lowering drugs? Well, increased heart failure and hardening of the arteries. And I know you might be saying, well, wait a second, wait a second. Isn't that what they were designed to correct? Or to treat? Absolutely. So what happens when we interrupt that endocrine disruptor or that communication, that fluid communication that gets in the bloodstream that, that affects the target organ? These are endocrine disruptors. We're looking at decreased heart function if you take it, increased placking, um, alters immune system function. And this is just cholesterol-lowering drugs. When we look at MSG, now this is in the food process. MSG, this is in canned soups, crackers, meat, salad dressing. It's in vaccines. And in 1995, they found out that MSG uh, is shown that the body utilizes glutamate as an amino acid and a neurotransmitter. So if you're taking a neurotoxin such as monosodium glutamate, it can affect uh, Alzheimer's brain function. I mean, it's crazy. What about aspartame, chemical sweeteners, uh, like NutraSweet or Equal? Now, again, these are endocrine disruptors. So it actually disrupts male sexual function, female sexual response. Uh, it, it literally, uh, cancers are far more common now. Uh, 140,000 Americans a year have formaldehyde-based tumors, okay? And some of these are rare tumors. Uh, and this is according to the Journal of Cancer, National Cancer Institute, saying that aspartame and formaldehyde are causing these. So let's, let's take a look. Let's just look back at history. And we see this, I mean, obviously, uh, in the last 40 to 50 years, male sperm count has dropped dramatically. We're looking at cancers has rising exponentially. We're looking at a sick population. We're looking at epidemics of cancer, epidemics of Alzheimer's, epidemics of diabetes, all in a population that wasn't here 50 years ago. They didn't have that population. Now, now life extension or life um, expectancy has not improved in 50 years <laughs> to, to an appreciable amount. These are all diseases affecting not old people. They're affecting everybody. So what's happening here? 
Well, let's look at the, one of the very first hormones ever made. Okay, now this is back between the 1940s and 1971. Let's look at DES, or dithylstilbestrol. Now, this was a synthetic form of the female hormone estrogen. And this was designed to give to pregnant women who had complications of pregnancy, premature labor, or miscarriage. Now, it turned out that after the late 50s, when studies showed that it wasn't effective in preventing these problems, uh, remember, it was passed out. It was brand new, brand new. Okay, now this is going to interrupt or change your hormone production or hormone communication. So we're altering that communication using a synthetic hormone. What it showed that this is linked to a type of cancer of the cervix and vagina area called adenocarcinoma. And now they thought, oh my gosh, this shouldn't be prescribed. And in fact, knowing that this is an endocrine disrupting chemical, um, it can cause cancer, birth defects, and other abnormalities. And in fact, uh, in 2000, the women, the children of these women who were taking this, uh, in, you're talking, uh, and this has been going on since 2000. In 2000, remember, this drug was passed out from the 40s to the 70s. Now, daughters of the mothers that were taking this are now three to five times more likely to have uh, more common forms of cancer, such as cervical cancer, than the mothers who didn't take the DES. So this is affecting generationally. Uh, I mean, you're talking that the children, the sons of the mothers who took this, now can get more testicular cancer. You're talking, it, and it's still, it's still available today um, for the treatment of breast cancer and prostate cancer because it's a synthetic female hormone. It, it's mind-boggling of the ignorance thinking that, yes, I'm going to give you this synthetic hormone that affects one aspect, but we're not going to look at all the, they call them side effects, but their effects. Now let's look at vaccines. That's right, 69 doses of 16 different vaccines. Now, you might think that this is based in science and safe, well, according to the Human and Experimental Toxicology Journal, studies have not been conducted to see if this, this number or vaccines is safe or effective. Let's just look at what the vaccines do. They trigger an immune system response or an inflammatory response. Now, we, let's boil down the immune system responses to Th1 and Th2. A Th1 response is responsible for producing cellular and humoral immune system responses. And this is why you get exposed to viruses, funguses, bacteria through your nose or through your mouth. You can pr produce a response. Now, let's say that you have um, a challenge okay, like a, a splinter or something. Well, this is an acute wound response and this is an inflammatory response. You don't need to have lifetime immunity or anything from that, but you're in stimulating inflammatory cells and this is where allergies and intolerances can come from. Well, vaccines trigger a Th2 response. So here you go. Let's look at, because we're talking about hormones, is there a problem with an inflammatory response affecting hormone production? Uh, well, yeah, here's a brilliant article. 
and it's talking about endocrine disruptors. But uh, here's here's the the interesting part. It's called enhanced interleukin-4 production in CD4 T cells and elevated immune globulin levels in antigen-prime mice in bisphenol A and non-propyl endocrine disruptors involving nuclear factor AT and calcium. Okay, yeah. Now, doesn't that make you want to read it? Okay, so let me cover the highlights of this ridiculously boring article. They're talking about how sperm production in males is declining rapidly over the last four decades. And certain types of cancer are skyrocketing, like breast, prostate, and testicular cancer. And they're blaming endocrine disruptors. So they're really looking at what can alter endocrine receptors and why what's the mechanism we know that that bpa certain chemicals vaccines medications we know these can alter hormone production but what's the actual mechanism how do they negatively affect the body and that cell communication it turns out here you go here's a quote because the ratio of Th1 and Th2 cells is closely correlated with the outcome of many diseases, controlling exposure to major sources of BPA and NP may protect patients from developing diseases caused by undesired Th2 dominant responses. Wow, so they're saying that acute inflammatory response is linked to a number of diseases. Uh, does that mean that vaccinating may be causing other diseases? I don't know. Let's look at another journal article. Let's look at uh, March 2016, Environment International. Environmental Factors in Development of Autism Spectrum Disorder. And they say, oh my gosh, pesticides, um, phthalates, chlorinated bisphenol, solvents, air pollutants, fragrance, glyphosate, heavy metals, especially aluminum used in vaccines has an adjuvant. They're also saying fragrances, face makeup, cologne, air fresheners, food flavors, herbicides, detergent, insecticides. Um, And they go through and review it all. And they say that these endocrine disruptors are an absolute link to the autism epidemic that we're having. And that's right. They actually mentioned the aluminum adjuvant in vaccines has a causative factor. Now, it's interesting Uh, They go in to explain how, despite intense focus on autism spectrum disorder last decade, the etiology or the cause remains unknown. Why? Because there is no study, there's no double-blind placebo-controlled trial study that shows that vaccines are even safe or effective. There's no controlled studies at all. And in fact, when they do a study, they compare a known vaccine with an unknown vaccine. Uh, all we know is that if you expose a human animal to these toxins, it negatively affects their hormone production and their ability to adapt. Let's look at uh, obst- uh, current opinion in obstetrics and gynecology, August 2015. And they found a link from the HPV vaccine and primary ovarian insufficiency. Now, the purpose of this, they're looking at primary ovarian insufficiency or is a multifactorial problem. They're looking at chemotherapy, radiation, disturbing chemicals, all of these insult to the ovaries and can cause autoimmune conditions. What they found is that there's a link between this HPV vaccine 
and the um, primary ovarian insufficiency. So it turns out the vaccine we're giving to protect these children from cervical cancer, which is a very low risk, and it can actually be found out in pap smears and easily solved, uh, that usually doesn't occur till 40 or 50, these vaccines we're giving can actually cause cancer and damage to the kids. I mean, if you're not ready to pick up the pitchfork yet, okay, let's look at the rest of it. They're talking, quote, an increasing number of cases of primary ovarian insufficiency after the HPV vaccine are being reported. Possible mechanisms for the suspect of the HPV and female reproductive function are a toxic or an autoimmune response. That's right. The vaccine we're giving children is negatively affecting their ability to reproduce. Even if you don't like kids, it's not good to inject kids and tell them, hey, look, you guys can't produce in the future. That's psychotic. So let's look at another article. And again, it's talking about how um, endocrine-disrupting chemicals and disease susceptibility. Now, this was out of 2011. It turns out that chemical exposures during early stages of development can disrupt normal development patterns and thus, thus dramatically alter disease susceptibility later in life. Does that mean all of the chronic diseases that people are experiencing, the massive, the one in two people that are getting cancer, the one in four people that's getting diabetes, that all of these autoimmune conditions and cancers, could they be because we're interrupting that basic communication of our hormones from the, the, the cells to the tissue? Could it be that the organ systems are actually being damaged? Uh, because we're interrupting it with endocrine disruptors? Absolutely it is. This is insane. Uh, so look at, if you develop cancer, you didn't catch it from bad luck or bad genes. You got it earned. Okay, when they look at these articles, endocrine disrupting chemicals, uh, polychloramate bisphenols, this is the BPAs, the DDTs, pesticides, um, the phthalates, Plastic bottles, metal food cans, detergent, flame retardants, food additives, cosmetics, um, vaccines, medications, all of these block or mimic hormone action, causing a wide range of effects. It's time we change this world. It is everybody with me. I hope so. So what can you do? If you've been exposed to these chemicals, okay, realize that you have. I mean, if you've been vaccinated, take a medication or eat any packaged or processed foods or live in our world, um, you got you to uh, understand that the plastic manufacturing is inside of the atmosphere and this is raining down on us. So if you're eating any plants or animals, if you're alive in this environment, there is something that's negatively affecting you. But you can survive. Okay, how you do this, you have to change your diet. You have to change what you put in your body. Anything you put in the system can alter your physiology. Anything you put in the system, and this is going to be an Advil, Tylenol, Motrin, Aleve, broccoli, 
um, a blood pressure drug, cholesterol drug, a birth control pill, anything you put in the body, flu shot, vaccines, anything you put in the body can negatively affect how your body responds to the environment. So if you're taking medications, find the problem, find why you're prescribed them, and fix the problem. Uh, if you have a problem with the nervous system that keeps you in a stressed state, fix it. Find the problem get it corrected. You need to get on a plant-based diet. You need to get healthy, organic, plant-based diet grown seasonally, organic, or without pesticides. You need to take healthy fats. You need to build your gut environment. You need to fix the physical, chemical, and emotional stressors. Uh, if you've been exposed to these toxins, you've got to start drinking vegetable juice. Why? Because it's going to start to bind to those heavy metals and toxins. Uh, look at doing green smoothies with cilantro, which is a virtual magnet. Look at all the other things that, that can bind to toxins and flush it out. Make sure that you're doing at least three bowel movements a day. Make sure that you're taking appropriate nutrients, probiotic supplements, forget fermented foods, and look at antioxidant-rich foods. Again, remember, it's a TH2 or an inflammatory response caused by the endocrine disruptors. So if you can, inflammation means that the tissue's been damaged. So if you take antioxidants, that takes care and makes that tissue damage repair faster without having a negative effect. Uh, it seems too simple to say that the solution to autoimmune diseases, the solution to cancers, the solution to most of the diseases that we're suffering from today when you look at the cause, it's actually our intervention in an already perfect structure. Your body is an ecosystem, and we're trying to interfere with that ecosystem utilizing toxic chemicals, which actually damages the human body and its body's responses. If you put an endocrine-disrupting chemical in that body now and you develop cancer later, did you catch it for bad luck or bad genes? No, you earned it. It's from ignorance, ignorance of the entire system. We've got this money-oriented, symptom-oriented, medicated society that's sick. We need to change this around to trust how your body responds to the environment. I've already showed you data that if you have high blood pressure and take a medication to reduce it, why? Because the doctor says that the blood pressure is going to stroke you out, and by taking that intervention, your risk of stroke actually increases. If the doctor says your cholesterol is too high and it's going to cause heart damage, and block the arteries, and then you show them the article that says if you take a cholesterol drug because the doctor is smarter than your hormones and your cholesterol it, it increases heart failure and increases hardening of the arteries, this is insane. It's the doctors are causing this problem because they're trying to intervene in a system they don't even know how it works. We know the organ produces a hormone. We know that hormone has an effect. We know it's elevated in certain circumstances. And we don't know why it, the fat-soluble ones pierce the membrane, get right into the nucleus, and, and communicate the message that certain proteins need to be produced. We're just monkeys beating a Ferrari with a stick. 
okay, you, to, to intervene in something that you don't know is absolutely unconscionable. Uh, the, the, take a step back. Do not drug humans. Doctors, if you're listening to this, respect the body's physiologic processes. If there's stress, there's going to be high blood pressure, high cholesterol, and high blood sugar. If there's not stress, the body is going to be adapting. And then you've got to look at how the body is functioning. Any person under any condition in any, in, in any world, ask them how they're sleeping. Ask them how they're pooping. Ask them what their physical, chemical, or emotional stress levels are like. Because I've got to tell you right now, their body is responding correctly. It's responding correctly given this. It, you cannot second-guess their physiology with a chemical and expect a positive outcome. You've got to rethink the physiology. And if you're a regular human, not somebody trying to second-guess their physiology, if you're a regular person like me and my family and my friends, by gosh, anything you put in your body is going to affect it in the positive or negative. If it's healthy, plant-based, organic, you are taking in healthy nutrients that your body can, can metabolize. If you're taking medications or toxic substances that, are, that can alter the endocrine or hormone communication, if it's altering cell communication for one specific effect, I can tell you right now it's not going to have one specific effect. It's going to affect the entire body and the entire structure. No longer do Dones pills just work on the back or cholesterol only works on the cholesterol levels. No, this negatively affects the brain, the heart, the kidney, everything. Look in the mirror. Take a deep breath. Your body has been here in this design for millennia. We're talking 60 to 100,000 years, possibly longer. And you're going to be here a lot longer after, as long as we avoid the toxic chemicals. Look in the mirror. You are made in the image and likeness of God. Your body is an intelligent design. You look at your reflection and smile. Seven billion people in this world, baby, and you're the only you. This is Dr. John Bergman. God bless you. I'm your health advocate. I'm here for life. <laughs> and I'll see you tonight.